Hey everybody, this is the Creativity in Music and Music Education Podcast. I'm Richard Maxwell, and I'm really happy you're here to join us today. Uh, our podcast is available for free on iTunes. Please feel free to subscribe or wherever you might be getting your podcast from. Feel free to tell other folks about it and share a bit about what the Arcadia High School Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program is all about. You can always find more about the program at ArcadiaCMS.com, and you can always find me at RichardMaxwell.net. This week's episode is a great one. This is an ASU, Arizona State University Music Education education major who is an intern in the program this uh, semester. We actually wind up getting most, if not all, of the ASU music education majors at one point or another for a semester. They come in and they intern and kind of see what uh, some, we'll call it, out-of-the-box music education options might be or how we can link uh, the more traditional uh, to maybe the more creativity-based and things of that nature, all kinds of different options. But in any case, today... This episode is one of our interns. This is Alan Wu, and Alan and I sat down for a little while and just kind of talked about his sense of music education, uh, his sense of uh, the internship here, uh, his uh, journey uh, to becoming a music educator and what he's got in uh, mind for what he might do when he graduates. Pretty fascinating conversation, I think, about the creative process and the education process and how music is a part of that for him. And, and just uh, from the perspective of somebody who's maybe a little bit older than the, than the high school students, but also still uh, trying to figure this all out. But it's a great conversation, and I, I really appreciate Alan uh, coming in to, uh, to talk. Uh, okay, so Alan, um, so you are a, an intern from Arizona State University Music Education. Yes, I am. And you are here for the semester, working mm-hmm. with the students, getting a sense of what we do here. Um, and I really appreciate you being here, and I'm very grateful for you to uh, be uh, one of our guests on our podcast uh, that we do. Um, do you mind just briefly kind of giving us a sense of like what's your prior musical either experiences, priorities, like where'd you come from? What cool. were you? Um, so both my parents are classically trained musicians. My mom is a classical pianist and my dad, um, studied classical guitar performance and they both met in undergrad and they came out here, um, where my dad went to grad school in guitar performance. At ASU? Yes, at ASU. Okay. Um, I started piano lessons with my mom when I was three years old and then... We, we all, everybody in my family just kind of started, like, at that that age, because okay. that was the rule of the house, <laughs> essentially. Okay. Um, and then I got into band in elementary school, and then towards high school. Playing I what? Was, uh, clarinet. Okay. Yeah. And then I got into marching band, jazz band, concert band, um, all sorts of stuff, and then... Towards the end of the senior year, I looked to myself and I kind of just said to myself, "I don't. I'm not really good at anything else, <laughs> so I'll just go and do music." And then through that, did like, you? And you went to high school in Phoenix? Um, I went to high school over in the East Valley. Oh, over, do I, where'd you go? Um, Combs High School okay, over in uh-huh. Santan Valley. Okay, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, cool. Um. I'm sorry, so so you get through high school, you're getting towards the end of high school, yes. you're playing clarinet, piano, I'm guessing some other woodwind instruments as well? Uh, Saxophone? Not necessarily, no. Oh, okay. Not really. Um, just piano, clarinet. Um, I was taking lessons with on both. Okay. Um, my mom heavily invested in us playing, well, cool. taking lessons and getting us like very far into... Um, our skills okay. that we have. Um, yeah, and then through college, 
the first couple of years, I started, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. I originally auditioned as a performance major, mm -hmm. but then I didn't get in, so I went into music ed. Okay. Um, and I thought to myself, like, I'll just do a semester of music ed and then go into performance. But the more I went and, like, started thinking about music ed, mm -hmm. um, I kind of actually started to enjoy it and seeing, like, what it can do. I understand. The other thing, too, is, I mean, I'm going to get myself in some trouble here, but there is a practical element of a performance degree that, like, yes, I mean, don't get me wrong, people who get them, it blows me away to have those kinds of technical skills and to see it through and everything else. And I'm not in any way denying their talent or abilities. But there is a little part of me that goes, and okay, so you get the performance degree and then what do we do with it? Exactly. You know, like, yeah. where's the gig? And Because unfortunately, and I, I don't think this is a good thing, but it is a reality, there aren't a lot of jobs. I mean, there just, there are not a lot of jobs. Yeah. Especially, um, this was a conversation I overheard from just one of the directors that I work with, mm -hmm. we when he was going to ASU um, a while ago, this it was during when Pat Sheridan and Sam Palafian were mm -hmm. there, two to uh, the two professors, and I think they sat down with all the low brass specialists, right? Yes, tuba, tubas specifically, yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, talk about a really yeah. don't get me wrong, both of them are phenomenal, but mm -hmm. that's a very narrow window of. You know opportunities yeah. they made all their undergrads music ed because they they essentially just told them that they were the best they're probably the two best tuba players mm -hmm. in the entire nation yeah and they get how many symphony gigs a yeah. year like zero right because there just aren't a lot i mean even you know even if you look at it um i had a similar experience with conducting mm -hmm. and i was encouraged to be a professional conductor which was great and very flattering and then you just start to look at the reality on the ground and the lifestyle and you know for me especially in my you know 20s at the time it was a rare moment of, of uh, sort of like maturity and non-ego that I went you know what mm -hmm. hold on a minute and I liked I'm kind of like you know I sort of stumbled into teaching and and just kind of you start to it's it's very it becomes very compelling the more you do it. So I, yeah. I can understand that. So let me ask you this, though. So you're a, you, you go in as a performance or is intending to be a performance major, make it or don't make it, but, but that creates a certain list of priorities in terms of how you're envisioning you're going to spend your time, what mm -hmm. you're going to focus on, um, you know, what you're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. You, you know, it sounds like for the better, you become very taken with education and what the potential is there, and, and, and you really start to enjoy that possibility and those experiences, which is wonderful. Um, and you've done great stuff with the internship. Like, I mean, I can see how that has translated. What, I, what I'm curious about, though, as a practical matter, was there a point where you became aware of those changes in priorities like that you could actually tell like oh well okay i am shifting directions yes i'm still in music but now i'm you know i'm focused over here more or i have to be focused over here more so now i you know it takes away because there's only so much time in the day yeah mm -hmm. did you did you go through any period where you were kind of like oh it is different than what i thought because not through any fault of anybody's but just mm -hmm. You know the circumstances. Um, definitely within the first two semesters. Okay. Um, obviously, you go through 
a significant culture change. Um, just going to college and getting into the routine. Sure. Um, Nothing to do with the major, just no, going just to college. College. Sure. Sure. Um, the, in the clarinet studio at ASU, mm-hmm. th- the professors do a good job of just treating you sort of uh, like, like a performance major. Everybody's treated the same. Okay. Um, everybody good. gets um, like the same lesson times. You, they have the same standards for you. Um, it's not the mentality that just because you're an ed major mm-hmm. um, means that your playing ability is somewhat like less is really not present in that studio. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and this is kinda, that good or bad? Well, it kind of ties into my philosophy of teaching. Okay. Which, um, as a teacher, one of the things that we tend to forget is just like, um, what why we got into it for the in the first place. Um, I've, I've seen a lot. Forgotten that quite a few times. I'm yeah. embarrassed to admit. I've seen a lot of my my friends and other people who are teaching currently, mm-hmm. who they just kind of get disillusioned because they've stopped playing and they stop trying to keep their chops up. Absolutely, burnout is very common, um, unfortunately, and mm-hmm. sometimes people blame it justifiably on economics or outside factors, but I actually think you've probably hit on a bigger one for music educators, is that when you don't have the ability to be doing something musical for yourself, Mm -hmm. because it's not the same. I mean, I can even hear, I have learned over the years that is, and I love what I do. I mean, I, I would hope that that's been fairly evident. I like, you know, the opportunities that we can provide and what the kids can do and all of those things, but I have learned kind of the hard way that if I don't also pursue something of my own musical and very specifically for me, not something that's a tangent, oh, and I'll also use this in the program. I mean, just Mm -hmm. selfishly, I don't know how else to say it. When I've gone through those long spells, Mm -hmm. it has been really bad. Um, And I just recently came out of one, to be totally honest with you. I, I kind of turned around and looked and I'm like, I haven't done anything significantly musical of my own mm-hmm. for years like that's got it that can't that's not good i have to change that and yeah. it wasn't that the things that i did over the summer were that great they were but they were fun they were cathartic they've led me to some other things and some other projects that i feel good about and just just to be doing them i think you you've definitely hit on something so how do you balance that then how are you personally balancing that or are you still trying to figure out how to, how uh, to do it i mean i'm still trying to figure it out but there, I mean, there are only so many hours in the day, and it just kind of takes some prioritization. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with like your mental health sure. or like your physical health. Like you, if you do want that area to be like strong and you want to keep developing yourself, you have to make some time. And even if you're in a job setting where like you're not your main focus isn't school and you're like you know you just have to work maybe like even just like 10 20 minutes a day just like playing or like just kind of messing around being creative right kind of just to keep the to sharpen the steel okay cool Um, so so let's let me ask you this on a more more practical matter so you do multiple internships excuse me with um with your degree from asu Mm -hmm. this is your and for you got to forgive me i can't remember which one you're on right now I'm on my first. This is your very first one. Yes. So you have two others that you'll do, and then you'll student teach. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, 
let me. So, wow. So this has been your first. That's. I, I'm sort of half laughing because, for this to be your first internship is definitely gonna skew some things. Hopefully in a good way. Long yeah, run. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, if I told you the story when 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 we first met, but a number of years ago, and I feel so bad I cannot remember her name. I had an, an ASU in, music ed intern who was from Ireland. Oh, really? And she was awesome. Okay. But it turned out, like, months in, all of a sudden, she go, she basically lets it slip that being an intern in this program was her very first experience of any kind with mm -hmm. high school musicians in the United States. Yeah. So she had been going through the entire internship essentially under the impression that what we do here is basically this is American high school music programs. And it was really funny and but also very um, eye opening for me to realize the potential impact a of the internship here, but also just the thought of I mean, part of me when she when she said it, I was kind of like, how cool would that be? Because it is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I, don't, I mean, better, worse, whatever, but it's definitely different. So that's my next question then for you is, and I'm not asking this in terms of, I'm not fishing for compliments. You're not like, this is mm -hmm. not like the grade for your internship based on what you say here oh, um, at all. Please, please not. But I am, I am curious. It sounds to me as though your, your uh, prior musical experiences as a student and even to some extent what you were or have been doing in the clarinet studio at ASU um, is sort of fit a certain uh, more uh, I don't know, standard, traditional, if you will, pattern. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but I'm wondering, like, like, what is your sense of, like, so you come in here, um, the impression I've gotten and based on what you've done here has been very positive and, and, and you've enjoyed it and you've, you've found value in it. But I am wondering, like you walk in the door and I know Dr. Tobias kind of deliberately doesn't necessarily tell you guys what this is. He just says, oh, here's the internship, go do it. Um, you know, some people have, cause they'll email me or if, when I, I send out a few orientation emails as it were. And, you know, sometimes people go to the website, sometimes they don't, not a requirement. I'm just wondering for my own, just amusement or if nothing else, you walk in the first day, do you recall like what your sense of this was? How, did you know what you were walking into? Uh, so I had friends in this internship before, and they kind of oh, gave me okay. kind of like a rundown of what it is. Okay. So it wasn't. Was that was that, that good or bad? <laughs> it was, I mean, it was just information. No, I know. I'm just teasing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was so it wasn't a big shock when I okay. first came in, but um, but like I remember the first time I was I came here, and I just kind of looked around at all the equipment. And I kind of thought to myself, like, how on earth is this going to go down? Okay. Okay. Has that changed at all in the in the, in the the hours and stuff that you spent here in yeah. the last several weeks and months? Yeah, definitely. I just kind of, after observing and, like, working with the kids, mm -hmm. I now know, like, this is kind of, like, how you do things and, like, how a setting like this can work. Um, a lot of times... Um, 
teachers in the field are kind of apprehensive to doing something like this out of like the fear that they just don't know. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, or, it's an investment. I mean, there's a lot I, I get. I'm, I'm very sympathetic to people in that regard. I mean, mm-hmm. I truly am. I know sometimes it may not seem like it, but I really do understand why you could love the concept and be like, but I don't even have a clue how I'd implement it for a whole litany of reasons. Yeah. And it, you don't, you really don't need all this tech and gear Mm-mm. just to like do something like this because the point of a class like this is to just to reach those kinds of those kids who aren't really into band, orchestra, mm-hmm. choir, or any other kind of um, kind of music class that's based on like an ensemble performing sure. setting. No, that's I, I, I that's I'm, I'm glad that that has that those points have, have come across. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: Have you given? And it's okay if you haven't. I, I'm, I'm again. I'm just curious. Have you given any thought to possibilities? And again, this is not that you have to. I'm just always curious. Looking at the reality of where you'll probably wind up, not through any good, bad, or fault of yours, or credit to you, or anything, just the reality of most music education jobs. You're probably looking at something that's either band, choir, orchestra. If you're looking at elementary at all, you know, there's the gen ed, uh, or not gen ed, the general music, excuse me, um, track as well. But... You know, there aren't a whole lot of these um, programs, which is Mm -hmm. a separate conversation that I'm hoping someday, you know, they'll change. But the reality is what the reality is. Have you given any thought through the course of the internship? This is something I'm always interested in. How you might apply anything that we've done here? And again, I know I'm making a lot of assumptions in this question that you wouldn't even (laughs) want to in the first place, that I've given you any resources that you could... But just, I, I am curious, like, have you thought about, like, okay, I graduate from ASU in a few years, and I go teach band at XYZ school. Have you thought about any ways that you might implement any of this at all? It's okay if not, but... I wouldn't say that I would implement all of this, because there are definitely people who are, like, very gung-ho about this. Sure. Um, I still see value in... Um, ensembles, which is good. Yeah. I do too. Mm-hmm. There, do it, too. like, there's nothing wrong with ensembles per se. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not know, at all. If you want to be, if you want to play trumpet in mm-hmm. a band, if you want to play cello in orchestra, if you want to sing, and you want to do it through like a group um, setting, that's there's perfectly a, fine. Well, not only that, there's something really awesome and powerful about that experience, mm-hmm. I and mean, there's no way to deny that as being something very significant and beneficial mm-hmm. and artistic and wonderful. I yeah. mean, I, I would be the first to say it. Um, the things that are, the problems that I'm starting to see are that most of the rep that, um, like, the big, like, big name rep that mm-hmm. we play in all these ensembles aren't really necessarily what kids understand to begin with. Like, Especially for me, growing mm-hmm. up as a classical musician, it took me a long time to s- understand um, the time, type of language and how to sort of play classical music. Hmm. Um, just because it wasn't really what I was listening to as a kid. Um, That's been a big part of the discussion in music ed in general. Mm-hmm. Has yeah. been this idea of 
you know, it's it's John Kratos is the guy that I think it gets attributed to the most unjustifiably. He's done a lot of work over his lifetime on this. But the idea basically of, you know, you do all these amazing things in school, but the fact is is that you leave school and you're listening to something that has nothing to, well, not nothing to do with, but it's stylistically different. The instrumentation is mm -hmm. different. And it's not, you know, it's harder and harder to make that connection. Mm -hmm. um, so to kind of answer your question, um, I think the concepts that I've been learning in here, not just like how to use Ableton or all these techie stuff, but like the bigger picture, like uh, question, like, questions like how do we reach a wider demographic how do we um still teach kids um music through the um through a wide array of settings sure um i think so i'm i'm leaning more towards going to, uh, to like an ensemble route um but i want to have a less emphasis in a performance in my classroom mm -hmm. and focus more on like the why and how of music behind that's behind awesome that. that's awesome that makes me feel good that makes me feel like we've accomplished yeah. something significant um in the course of the time and i appreciate you saying that you know it's it's funny too because you mentioned something about the idea of trying to reach a wider demographic and the idea that ensembles are still valid and important and I, I agree completely and i've wondered over time especially lately i've been kind of wondering if part of the problem if i can characterize it that way is that we're we're trying to solve the wrong issue in a way like if we look first more at defining what's the real purpose of a music class? And I, I, I sometimes wonder, because I know from my own experience as a conductor, if you'd asked me that question very early in my career, I basically would have said, my job is to teach, you know, musical technique, the ability for a student to sit down and understand what's on the page and translate that to their instrument and then hopefully work with an ensemble to create the bigger sound that the composer intended. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that still. I mean, I mm -hmm. still subscribe to that in a lot of ways, but I feel like in some ways, I think that's a secondary goal now. Like I'm realizing that that's not really the purpose of why I was teaching band and orchestra mm -hmm. for all those years. What I was really teaching them was the ability to collaborate. What I was really teaching them was the ability to harness the intent of somebody who's made something and then transfer it to another group of people, the listener, mm -hmm. if you will. And yeah, we do that through technique and we do it through all of these other make basic musical skills. But mm -hmm. those, at least in my mind, those become secondary if you focus on that other side of it, as opposed to this sort of single minded approach of musical perfection. Yeah. Which I'm not mm -hmm. even sure is a attainable or B matters even if it was yeah. I, you know mm -hmm. the competitive thing i'm so that that's the one thing like i know we talk occasionally like in the, with the other interns and you and and all of a sudden we're just kind of like you know between class and stuff but like a lot of times like the 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 different marching band stuff comes up or the different competitive elements of like concert festivals and things like that and i have to be totally honest with you you're absolutely right about the, the the technology piece and the 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 cost of it all and 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 the the learning curve and the need for professional development however else you want to phrase it 
But I have to be honest with you when, when I tell you that I am the one thing I'm so glad of is that I don't have to be caught up in that competitive world anymore. Which is not to say it's mm -hmm. not competitive here because the music, the real, if I can say that that way, forgive me, but the real music industry is unbelievably competitive. It's brutally competitive, cruelly competitive, you could certainly argue. But it's almost like we can control it. We don't have to add to that. Mm -hmm. You know, where I feel like sometimes the nature of what's been happening in education has almost forced music education to adopt this kind of, you know, survivalist mode about scores and com competitions and, mm -hmm. you know, who's winning what. And I, I mean, of course you want the kids to do well. I don't mean we want to, yeah. just, you know, mm -hmm. do badly, but I don't know. The priority of it strikes me as odd. And then I wonder about people like yourself who are young and enthusiastic about looking at things like what you just said about the idea of yes have ensembles but maybe look at it less from the ultimate performance perspective and more in terms of what are the other things are getting out of it you know with more and more of you like that there's a real possibility that that priority could shift it's going to be interesting when once like we as college students start running all mm -hmm. this stuff and it's going to be I, I can't even imagine what's going to be like, what's going to happen. <laughs> no, of course. And you, I mean, you know, and you never, you, you never know. I think, um, but that's also the beauty of it. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's the beauty of the whole situation that it's going to change. Somebody was asking me just recently, another intern, you know, what do I, th it was, it was kind of an interesting conversation. He was like, you know, where do you see the program? You know, when you retire, for example, which maybe he was making fun of my age. I don't think so. <laughs> maybe. No, no, I don't think he was. But I'll say this, you know, and, and my my answer was honestly, I don't know, but I really hope that whatever happens after I'm retired and done, it's different. I hope it continues. I hope it grows. I hope it continues. You know, it, it goes on. But I really hope it changes. I hope that it goes another level. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. like, to me, the irony, and I say this as somebody who's acknowledges the fact that I've got quite an ego at times and everything else. But honestly, I think about that. And I think the most tragic outcome of this program would literally be if when I stop, either because I retire or you know, I die in the studio, who, whatever, you know, yeah. you know, 500 years from now, hopefully, but whatever it is, but that, that was the ultimate moment of it. Like that to me would be awful. Like, like it should be better and improved and different and, and all these other things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wonder if that's also part of it too, cause you, you know, people, you know, there are so many music teachers who are doing amazing things, but they have this sort of like legacy complex about what they're doing. And, you know, you wonder, mm -hmm. is that helpful? Is that, good for the students and I, I mean you know who knows and i, I yeah. in some respects i have no business saying because i'm out of that world now I'm, i mean yes this is music education and yes this is clearly a performing arts class and all those other elements that are definitely tied together but it doesn't we don't execute it and facilitate it in the same way so i don't you know I have the luxury of kind of like harping on those things because I don't have yeah. to go to the events or the meetings or be on the committees necessarily mm -hmm. where those are those things, those priorities get driven. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of um, a lot of especially just like in Arizona, a lot of um, like band directors, orchestra directors, choir directors. Um, I mean, 
we're all we're all like in under AMEA, and then mm-hmm. there's ABODA, ACDC, uh, ACDA, and then um, all of that other stuff. And it, the politics of it kind of just like blur. Sure. The just like what we're supposed to be doing in the first place. I wonder though. I mean, just again, if I can step back for a moment. Some of that I also think is the atmosphere, specifically in Arizona. I mean, we just went through some pretty serious, the whole Red for Ed thing, and mm-hmm. you know, and 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 it's very hard. You know, when you have it, when you have a state, honestly, that's economically challenged when it comes to education. That's that's a reality. I mean, the the numbers don't lie. We're forty eighth or forty ninth in per pupil spending. That is just a fact. Yeah. Whether that's appropriate or not is a separate discussion, but I mean that is that is the reality, which means choices have to get made on what gets offered. Well, how do you choose? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think part of the competitive thing has grown out of a response to that. You know, so and so's math class, you know, look at all these AP exams, look at all of these, you know, scholarships, da 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 da. Well, what are we gonna show musically? We went to all these festivals, here's all the trophies, you know, some way of justifying yeah. And so some of me wonders if the if that competitive thing and what you're referring to, if some of that would go away, or maybe maybe not go away, but maybe be reallocated in its there effect on things. Less focus on it. Yeah. Would you say? Okay. Yeah. If if maybe there weren't these other things, because I do know I talk to a lot of teachers um, from other districts, in particular at other schools, even though, who will say basically that you know admin and parents they you know it's was it perfect or not like i mean they're looking for those trophies and for those awards and things and and i just feel like that 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 never ends well i mean it's much worse in texas in my opinion really because um like you you do you know about like texas bands and oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're insane sure like, they are well funded though i mean they they are, do... they are. They they put their money um, where their mouth is at least. I yeah. mean, I, I think that that there's something to be said for that. Um, but I've also I have friends who have gone out to teach there in high school, and a whole bunch of them who have basically gone to middle and elementary school because it's just it's it's enough to make you crazy. Exactly. Like um, I'm pretty sure part of their contract is you know that you need to like get a trophy or like you need to you know, be a championship band or something like that. I cannot imagine. And, I mean, on the flip side, for the concert season, and when they do um, All-State or All-Region, right. it's the same, like, audition etudes year after year, and all those kids would be, like, preparing, like, a lot just for that. Um, one of my friends who's in the studio with me, she's from Texas, and she told me that, Every time they had like all state auditions, it was almost like going to war, because wow. like they would just you know be all pent up about it. Um, in my I, opinion, it's just I can't even yeah. imagine. I, I I couldn't do it honestly. Yeah. I'm, I I just know myself well enough to know that would and, be terrible. In my opinion, I don't I don't agree with how they teach over there because it's in my in my eyes they're teaching to perform and sure. they're teaching to like an audition or test, you know, Yeah, it's not. I, and yeah. I don't think it's that, I don't think that's universal across Texas, but I do think there is a lot of that that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it comes down to something more fundamental that I think we see in Arizona and I think we see everywhere, which is trying to justify what is becoming more expensive to maintain, 
Um, and what, and not even just in terms of money, in terms of time. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be a competitive band, orchestra, or choir if your students don't devote some pretty serious time outside of the school day. That's just a simple reality. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're narrowing down all kinds of other op- options or opportunities for the kids, you know, to take part in. Or, you know, I have a lot of students. You know, that I know for a fact they're working very, very hard, but they're also working after school to help support the family. Mm-hmm. There is no extra time. It has nothing to do with intention. It has nothing to do with desire or interest. It has to do with there is no more time to give. Yeah. So you, you wonder about how that plays out. But anyway, I um you know, just to wrap it up here, um, is there anything about the the internship or that along the way you're like I just, I'm wondering, like, how does that implement, or does that help, or how could I, I don't know, insert thing, whatever? I think, um, I'm speaking as to, like, future interns who might want to do this. Um, This is a great opportunity just to get out of the box of what you think is music ed. I'm trying to think if I have any cash to give you. And <laughs> That's very kind of you to say. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Um, I did take a art of teaching class and an internship before this. Oh. Um, but I dropped out because okay. I kind of just got disillusioned with the whole, like, um, like oh, I'm ensembles. Sorry. Well, it was just, like, a point of my... Um, just of undergrad where I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do. Sure. Um, combination of burnout and, you know, other factors in life. Of course. Um, but this kind of just opened my eyes to, like, you know, what is music ed? Like, is it just sitting down and doing stuff, or can we rethink and do other things? Because um, essentially, I, I took away from this... Um, experience in this internship as like a way for me to start thinking about how am I going to make lifelong learners? How am I going to make lifelong um, music makers and educate them in either producing or consuming music in a in a high level? That's great. That's wow. I'm glad we have this recorded so I can go down and get a transcription of it and then put it on things. That's very kind of you. Oh, I really appreciate it. Do I get the royalty for that? Yeah, because we're making so much money here. But sure, why not? Um, no, really, though, thank you, Anna. I really appreciate I appreciate all the work you're doing as, uh, you know, on the internship, and I appreciate you being on the podcast this week. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. All right, so there you have it, another episode of the Creativity in Music and Music Education podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can hear these podcasts for free on iTunes and subscribe there. You can also listen to them directly from the recordings archive at ArcadiaCMAS.com, which is where you can find out just about everything there is to know about the Arcadia High School Creativity, excuse me, the Arcadia High School Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program. Uh, You'd think I'd know that better since I was the one who developed the program. But anyway, uh, kidding aside, ArcadiaCMAS.com. 
please go uh, take a listen. There's videos there. There's all kinds of stuff there. A lot of really, really wonderful things that the students produce. Uh, you can always find me at richardmaxwell.net. And this podcast, Creativity in Music and Music Education, is always available to you for free on iTunes or wherever you might be getting your podcast from. Please consider subscribing and sharing that you're listening with others. And, and hopefully they'll subscribe and listen too. All righty. So again, as always, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.